Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Yeah, morning, everyone. Welcome to Tradies News in a nutshell for your Thursday morning. It's the 15th of September 2022. We're broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Queensland, SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. Back to the normal show this morning after yesterday going around Australia. Good to be with you as well. one 1170 the phone number. You can text 0457736736 before Vossi and Brandy for breakfast through SEN 1170 AM. Patton Hills through SENQ 693 AM and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. Plenty to get through today as well. The Build up to the second week of the NRL finals well and truly underway. Some good news for Parramatta, it looks like. We'll talk about that shortly. The Bledisloe Cup tonight, sort of flying under the radar a little bit, going to be played down in Melbourne. Huge chance, best chance Australia has had to win the Bledisloe Cup for a very, very long time. The AFL finals, the preliminary finals underway tomorrow as well. And there is that boxing as well tonight, uh, which you'll be interested in getting your thoughts on. So lots to get through. one 1170 or 0457 736 736. The Hot Topic. Thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Yeah, coming up to two past five. Does your hot water need replacing? Get one that's steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. Now, before we get to the news of the day and get your thoughts on everything, and there is a lot going on as we build up, as they say, to a big weekend of sport, I thought we'd have a quick trip down memory lane. Olivia Newton-John and John Farnham, dare to dream. And why am I playing that? Well, it is 22 years today since they sung that song for the first time at the opening ceremony of the Sydney Olympics in 2000. It's really hard to believe it is 22 years today since that opening ceremony. It was a spectacular opening ceremony as well. So... Whilst we look ahead to what is going to be a big weekend of sport, on 0457 736 736 or 1300 1170, I want your memories of the Sydney Olympics in 2000. I was only 12 years of age. I remember it uh, very vividly, though. I went to a couple of things. I don't want to know, did you go to any of the events as well? Did you go to the opening ceremony? Were you lucky enough to be at Cathy Freeman winning uh, in the 400 metres uh, on a very, very special night. Still maybe the biggest night in Australian sporting history. Would definitely be up there. The swimming uh, or just one of the other other events, random events. Did you go to any? What are your memories of the Sydney 2000 Olympics? I just remember the whole city. It was just, it was just a completely different vibe to normal. Everyone was happy. Uh, it was just an amazing couple of weeks. Now, Brisbane, of course, your turn in 10 years' time, 2032 the Brisbane Olympics, I was lucky enough to be in London, in and around London, leading up to the 2012 Olympics. So, yeah, your memories of the 2000 Sydney Olympics, 22 years ago today, 
they started. one 1170 or 0457-736-736. Scarily, there would be people now who are old enough to go out, have a drink, who probably wouldn't even remember the 2000 Sydney Olympics. Bit scary, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, your memories. Um, and if you are one of those that don't remember it, um, make us feel bad. Uh, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01170. Your memories on t- on the anniversary, the 22nd anniversary of the beginning of the 2000 Olympics. Looking to hear from you. Looking forward to hearing from you during the show as we walk down memory lane. Meanwhile, let's turn our attention to the future now. And an interesting stat. That was in the Daily Telegraph today as I open it up, back page of the Daily Telegraph. So we'll get to that in just a second. But it's almost 10 years to the day since Ricky Stewart punted then-caretaker Brad Arthur from Parramatta's coaching staff when he took over the struggling Eels. Now, all these years on from Stewart's one-year reign, the Canberra coach now will take on the bloke he once brushed in tomorrow night's NRL Elimination Final also marking the first ever playoff between the two clubs. The Eels faithful will forever remember Stuart walking out of them with two years left on his contract after claiming the wooden spoon in 2013. Uh, we know the Eels fans weren't happy about that, and I'm sure they'll let him know that tomorrow night at Combank Stadium. Um, so he was there at Parramatta, not for a long, long time. Everyone thought he was going to be there for a long time while, but he wasn't. Uh, Despite having one year left on his contract after taking over as caretaker following Stephen Kearney's sacking near the end of 2012, Arthur said at the time, I have spoken to Ricky and he's indicated that I won't be part of his NRL coaching staff. I won't be an assistant coach and I want to be involved in the NRL. So I guess I've got to see what's out there. In the end, Arthur ended up at Manly under Jeff Toovey while Ricky Stewart brought in Dean Pay and Matt Parrish as his assistants. The Eels ended up finishing last uh, after also claiming the wooden spoon the previous year. And then he went away. But this is a stat I found very interesting. So Ricky Stewart last won a comp, as we know, in 2002 with the Sydney Roosters. But Fox Sports stats, and they're very good, show that during the State of Origin era, uh, which kicked off in 1980, Stewart's final strike rate is the best of any coach with at least five appearances. At 68.2%, with 15 wins from 22 matches. Now, to put that in perspective, Bellamy is next with 64%. That's 30 from 47. Uh, Trent Robertson at 59.1%, 13 from 22. Uh, Cleary at 55%, 11 from 20. And Des Hasler at 53.3%, 16 from 30, while Bennett is 51.4%, 38 from 74. Now, it has to be said in that, uh, Trent Robinson has coached the same number of finals games as Ricky Stewart. He's also won, um, well, two more competitions than Ricky Stewart and three more in the last 20 years. Uh, Bellamy's coached more, as has Bennett. Um, out of all the coaches in the NRL, in fact, maybe not even all the coaches in the NRL, but the coaches remaining uh, this weekend and next weekend out of the six remaining teams, who would be the coach that you'd love to have at the helm of your team? So take out a Trent Robinson and a Craig Bellamy because they're gone. Uh, for this year, because they're the obvious choices alongside Wayne Bennett, who's not even coaching this year. But if you're a fan of uh, South Sydney, Parramatta, Canberra, uh, Panthers, and the other teams uh, remaining, uh, the Raiders as well, um, and of course the Cowboys, out of the six coaches left, 
who would you trust the most to lead you to premiership glory? I think, look, there's probably an obvious one there considering what's happened over the past year or so, but is there someone there um, that you think would be able to do it? 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. And if not one of those coaches, then throw in, who do you think is the best coach of the modern era? That um, Ricky Stewart stat does surprise me slightly, not because I don't think he's a good coach, but um, just because, I mean, we, we do look back at it. They did make the grand final back in 2019, but I don't think people would have expected that since Ricky Stewart's been coaching, uh, he's been involved in 22 finals matches and he's won 15 of them. So out of the six coaches remaining, which one would you like to steer your club to premiership glory? And if you don't trust any of them, which of the which, who is the best coach in the modern era? Is it Craig Bellamy? Bennett, of course, maybe one of the best coaches of all time. Trent Robinson, three competitions with the Roosters, although now a few, by his perspective, down years, but still qualifying for the finals uh, each and every year. And we know they've suffered with injuries. Your thoughts, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. 68.2% with 15 wins from 22 matches for Ricky Stewart. So there you go. Now, um, so that, that was interesting. Now, also uh, noticed in the Sydney Morning Herald, Andrew Johns, who is a part of our uh, team here at SCN, you catch him uh, most Friday mornings with Matty Johns and Morning Glory, said it's time to blow the bunker up and reintroduce two referees. Now, we did have two referees not that long ago. Um, and then we ended up going back to the one referee. I think that was during co- the COVID period where we took that break uh, after the first couple of rounds and came back with one referee. And there was a lot of talk about it at the time. The referees weren't happy about it. Um, so he has said, bring back two referees and blow up the bunker and start it again. Now, I think, and he's, he said this on the back of what we saw on Sunday with that South Sydney Sydney Roosters game. Two referees uh, was always controversial, but I think potentially it may be the situation where we may need to bring them back and let the bunker just focus on try scoring. Um, because, and we'll never know this, but I would imagine uh, many, many times, and, and of course it's happened because we see players staying down um, and most clubs do it, but we saw a lot of it on Sunday where the bunker then has time to have a look at it because the player has stayed down. Now, if you reintroduce two referees, I suppose what you would see is that if one was on the 10-metre line controlling whether they're offside and one was in the ruck, you would actually get a better idea. Not all the time. You're not going to get it 100% right all the time, but you would be probably better focused uh, to see what was going on in that ruck and in the tackle, and if it was a high tackle or any foul play and then move the bunker just to adjudicating on tries. What do you reckon? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Do you put the two referees back in for next year? And do you put the bunker back to just looking at try scoring plays? Because at the moment, without the two referees, You've got the one referee that has to add the touch judges, but you've got the one referee that has to focus on everything. And the bunker gets more involved. Now, I'm not sure about you, but in terms of people making mistakes, and, and they don't make mistakes a lot of the time, but they do occasionally, I would much prefer to see a referee on the field making a mistake than a mistake that's been looked at three or four times 
and they still get it wrong. And I would also, um, I would also like to um, just see the bunker being less involved and less stop-start matches. So, do you support Andrew Johnson? What he said: two referees um, and get the bunker back to just the basics. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Look, I tend to agree with him. Um, the game is very quick now as well with a lot of the other rule changes. So, yeah, I wouldn't be hugely against the two referee systems. As, and I imagine we would have enough referees for that as well uh, to do that. And the other question, tonight the Bledisloe Cup starting or getting underway in Melbourne tonight. And look, it is a really good chance for Australia. We know the All Blacks over the recent months, albeit uh, they've won some matches, they do look a bit vulnerable. Now, the Wallabies haven't won the Bledisloe Cup since 2003. Now, it seems like a long time, and it is. It's 20 years almost since the Wallabies have managed to win the Bledisloe Cup. But tonight against the All Blacks, the first match of the Bledisloe Cup uh, underway. And look, um, Thursday night rugby union, trying to get in ahead of the AFL and the NRL, AFL prelims, NRL second week of the finals. Will you be watching tonight? I think the Wallabies, just because... They haven't set the world on fire over the past five or ten years. And rugby, I think, in general, has definitely taken a step back in recent years in terms of what people are watching. But will you tune in tonight? Uh, We've got the Rugby World Cup next year as well, so the Wallabies will want to be building for that. And there is that feeling that this is their chance to beat the All Blacks. Will you tune in tonight, watch the Rugby Union? Or will you be watching the boxing? Now, this is what I'm very intrigued about. I would not be surprised if I get some texts saying I'm not going to watch either of them. But if you are going to pick one of them, the rugby union or the boxing, where Paul Gallen is fighting two people, Ben Hannett and Justin Hodges. Are you going to watch that? There was a lot of talk uh, from the press conference a couple of days ago now. Um, I think it could be over very, very quickly, but we'll wait and see. Will you be choosing the boxing over the rugby tonight? Will you be watching the rugby instead of the boxing? Or will you just be going to bed early? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Huge chance in all seriousness for the Wallowies uh, to get the first victory in this year's Bledisloe Cup tonight and wish them all the best. Uh, it would be great. Uh, Thursday night rugby union. Uh, there's no Thursday night league, no Thursday night AFL, so Thursday night rugby union, I'm sure, will work. Will, will work. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 So that's just some of what's on our agenda today. The tech's already coming through. I'll get to them after the break. Asking you today, 22 years since the Sydney Olympics began, the opening ceremony, the 15th of September 2000. What are your memories of the Sydney Olympics? Did you go to any events? Any special moments that stand out in your mind? There's obviously heaps of them. But is there one in particular that you will never forget? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 uh, Ricky Stewart has the best coaching, a finals coaching record of anyone in the NRL. But who is the best coach of the modern era? Do you put Ricky Stewart up there? 0457 736 736. And if not Ricky Stewart, of the six teams remaining, what coach would you like to see steer um, your team through for the rest of the finals? Now, also, as I said, uh, Andrew Johns wants two referees and to blow up the bunker and start it again. Would you like two referees back on the field? Revert back to the system in two 
2020 that we had in 2020 just before COVID hit. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. And the rugby or the boxing tonight, which one will you be watching? The rugby union, the Bledisloe Cup between Australia and New Zealand or the boxing? 1300 01 1170 or 0457 736 736. We'll take a break, get to your texts and check some more of the news. It's 16 past five on this Thursday morning. 20 past five. Don't forget, if you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator or tiler, Beaumont Tiles wants to help you. Australia's biggest, Beaumont Tiles, together with us, want to boost your business. Head to iCanWin.com.au and you could win a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business. Connect with Beaumont Tiles and enter now at iCanWin.com.au. In about 10 minutes, going to have a chat with Chris Perkins in America. Get a weekend preview from us. him from all the American sport and tomorrow on our show between 5 and 6 a.m. we'll have a weekend preview with Charlie Goodsir we'll preview uh, the NRL match is coming up but also look at the AFL as well with uh, Charlie because uh, a lot of interest in the AFL in both Brisbane and Queensland and New South Wales with both the Brisbane Lions and the Sydney Swans in action how good would it be to see a grand final next week at the MCG the Sydney Swans and the Brisbane Lions I think everyone would be uh, everyone listening, nearly everyone listening would support that. Uh, so we'll have a chat with Charlie Goodsir on the show tomorrow. Plus, John Gallo will join me, and we will talk English Premier League tomorrow and, uh, because we do have seven of the ten games that were supposed to be played this weekend that are going to be played. And after a few weeks off, we're going to continue our road to the World Cup, which in itself is only about eight or nine weeks away now. That's the Football World Cup, the Rugby League World Cup, uh, kicking off. Um, in a month today, the uh, 15th of October. So lots to look forward to after the NRL and AFL seasons end. 22 past five. We'll get to your text in just a second. Uh, but firstly, just a bit of other news uh, for you. And this um, news story keeps bubbling along. You probably remember about six weeks ago, maybe a bit less than that, uh, there was the war, uh, in inverted commas, between the Roosters and South Sydney about who gets to play at Allianz Stadium. Now, we know the Roosters are playing at Allianz Stadium. That's their home ground. That is done and dusted. They'll be there uh, next year and for many, many years. We know South Sydney are very keen uh, to be playing at the uh, new Allianz Stadium. And they will um, they will actually get to play uh, more games this year at Allianz Stadium than the Roosters have played because they'll be back there on Sun on Saturday night. And I made mention yesterday uh, that wasn't sure if it was sold out. It basically is. I went on to Ticketek just to have a quick look yesterday, and the only seats that were at least on sale yesterday were single seats restricted view at the new Allianz Stadium. So that's basically, I think there was 41,000 there on that Friday night a couple of weeks ago, 39-odd thousand there um, again last weekend, last Sunday, and now we're looking at probably another 40,000. So... It's definitely, and I know we're lucky to have the finals period while Allianz Stadium has opened, but definitely people are, are heading along to it. Let's hope that does continue. And I mean, we're probably not going to get this crowds of thirty or 40,000 every week next year, but if we could keep getting 15,000, 20,000, uh, it would be good. Anyway, uh, South Sydney uh, Chief Executive Blake Solly has come out today saying, contrary to what some people say and think, the stadium is owned by the people of New South Wales not any one individual. Um, so we know South Sydney eliminated the Roosters from the premiership race last weekend, and now they want to play at their home ground. We know this. Uh, he said, Solly said, hopefully it's the first of many great wins we have there. 
Grado's management has seen firsthand what Allianz Stadium offers and want to play in Moore Park if the government continues to resist investing in a core. It seems South supporters have also fallen in love with the new facility. Now, after weeks of negotiations with the state government, it is becoming increasingly likely Souths will continue to play at a core stadium for next season. This despite the Rabbitohs publicly, pu- uh, publicly pushing for a shift to the new Moore Park. But Solly stressed his club won't give up on the move and again will start the fight for 2024 if denied next season. So he went on to say, if the government does have, doesn't have plans to upgrade a core, then we will continue to fight to play in the stadium the taxpayers of New South Wales have just invested $800 million in. It's clear from the first two games we have played there that it's a great stadium. We know from the conversations we've had with our fans and members just how much they have loved visiting Allianz Stadium in the past two weeks. I was speaking to some of our supporters group at training and they were still raving about the atmosphere the stadium created last Sunday and that it was the best since the 2014 Grand Final. Our fans and members are looking forward to a third straight week at the stadium and given the famous victory last Sunday, hopefully it's the first of many great wins we have there. And if the government won't invest in a core, then it's only right that we're able to play games at the facility with the best experience for our members and fans. Sounds are continuing dialogue with state government and venues New South Wales about the possibility of moving next season, but it now appears unlikely. The Rabbitohs want to quit a core after the government uh, reneged three times on an $800 million redevelopment at the stadium. He said, we're still in those discussions with the government and don't know whether we will be in a position to finalise those discussions for next season. Now, I understand why they'd want to play there. I asked this question the other week, and I'll ask you it again. Any Souths fans listening this morning, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 I don't think anyone's going to have any arguments about the fact that Arlington Stadium is better to watch football from than a core stadium. Even with 80,000 people at a core stadium, look, it's a very good atmosphere and grand finals and state of origins. No one can deny that, and it does feel better. But when you've got 10,000 at a core stadium and 10,000 at Allianz Stadium, which we haven't seen 10,000 at Allianz Stadium yet, but I'm sure we will at some point next year, I can tell you which one will still have more atmosphere and which one will be better to watch football from. So no arguments to the fact that Allianz Stadium is a better stadium. But... Souths fans, if you are listing 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70, for ease sake, would you prefer to play at Allianz or a core? Because I still hear from Souths fans, as much as they love Allianz Stadium, but from the majority of Souths fans I see and read on the internet and the text we've got into SEN, and maybe it has changed over the past couple of weeks, but most, pe- most Souths fans say it's actually easier for them to get in and out of a core. So I'd still be interested to know, um, and there was a, we should run a poll, um, would you have, uh, would you prefer Arlingance or a core? How many Souths fans, how much? How many percentage of Souths fans would prefer Arlingance over a core? Um, no doubt, as I say, Arlingance is a better stadium, but um, would it be easy? And, and look, it'll be interesting, and this would be a very big test, and it won't happen very often, but it'll be a very big test on Saturday when you've got the Swans playing at 4.45 and then Cronulla and Souths playing at 8 o'clock. Now, we may well see that, maybe not to the extent of two sold-out crowds next year, but it used to happen a couple of times a year with the old Allianz Stadium where you would, in the middle of the year, have the Swans playing at the SCG and the Roosters playing at Allianz. And let's say there was 15,000 at the Roosters game, 30,000 at the Swans game. It would still... uh, 
will be very busy around the area. So I think this Saturday is going to be a very big test. And look, from someone that's been out at Allianz Stadium the past couple of weeks, surely, um, surely you get public transport in. Get the light rail. I um, got the light rail up past couple of times from um, Central. It takes two minutes and once you're on there. So I'd be saying do not drive if you're going to either the AFL or the NRL, and please just get the light uh, rail. But anyway, uh, South fans, do you still want to move out to Allianz Stadium? And before you text, Parramatta coach Brad Arthur, this is very good news for the Parramatta Reels, has confirmed Mitchell Moses is firming for tomorrow night's semi-final against Canberra, but conceded the halfback does have one final hurdle to clear before lining up. Now, Moses, as we know, was forced uh, from the field in last week's loss to the Penrith Panthers, but in positive signs for Moses, the playmaker was able to get through a light training session on Monday, but the biggest test for Moses, who was cleared by an independent doctor, will be uh, what well, would have been last night. So interesting to see if we're getting news on this tonight, when the, well, today, when the side completes its first contact session this week. Arthur said he's got through the week okay. He's ticked all the boxes at the moment. It's our final session tonight, so we'll make sure he gets through that all right and see how he pulls up tomorrow. At this stage, he's done all he needs to do. The medical guys are happy with where he's at. Straight after the game, he said he remembered everything. Coach said Moses will be put through his paces uh, last night, but teammates would be mindful of protecting the 27-year-old from any heavy contact. If we can avoid it, but it's a 13-on-13 session. The boys will be smart around it, but we can't protect him too much either. The Eels were firmly in last week's contest before Moses left the field, as we know, but struggled to recover from his loss in the second half. Uh, the coach's son replaced Moses in the, star, in the starting side when the halfback was out with a finger injury last month, and that will happen again if Mitch Moses is not right to play tomorrow night. Look, in my opinion, um, if he is right to play, and hopefully he is, Parramatta need him. I know they managed to win a couple of games without him in that middle part of, all that, and part of the year when he was out, but for them... Uh, and I wouldn't say there no chance without him, but their hopes of beating Canberra tomorrow night without Mitchell Moses would go downhill very, very quickly. So they need him in the team. We see what he can do. He's a very good player, Mitchell Moses. His combinations as well, Dylan Brown, Clint Gutherson, he, he has to be there. If he's fit, he has to be there uh, for Parramatta. And I'm sure all Parramatta fans are crossing their fingers that they do see Mitch Moses run out there tomorrow night. And there's positive news for the Parameterials uh, today. Um, oh, and, of course, those teams get cut to at 19 a little later on tonight. All right, before I break, let's get to some of your texts. I'll start with this one uh, from Brett. Um, and he, uh, we're asking about uh, memories of the Sydney Olympic Games because we are uh, now... Uh, 22 years since the Sydney Olympics. He says, morning, Dad. Uh, morning, Dad. Morning, Dad. My dad was in charge of all of the security, Olympic medals, and all cash in the ATMs throughout the Homebush Precinct. I didn't see him for over a month as uh, during the Olympic period. In saying that, he had access to all areas, all seats during this time, and got me into a few events. The nightclub scene, partying with the athletes at Darling Harbour was awesome for me, whilst they had their medals around their necks and also witnessing Michael Johnson with his gold shoes and giving one away worth $250,000 to a spectator was my favourite cheese bread. Great text, Brett. Awesome text. Going out to the nightclubs, partying with the athletes, $250,000, Michael Johnson giving away his gold shoes. How good. 
That is really, really good. Thank you for the text, Brett. That's a really good text to uh, start off this morning. Um, this one from Jason, he says, Craig Bellamy uh, is the best coach of the modern era. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't think... Um, uh, yeah, I don't think we can argue about uh, Craig. But, well, it's arguably he is the best coach. I think, sorry, sure, Trent Robinson over the past 10 years would probably have something to say about it. Uh, but, no, Bellamy's been a fantastic coach. And going around again at least one more year. The, uh, and we're asking that on the back of Ricky Stewart uh, having the best finals record since 1980. 15 wins from 22 matches. Uh, this one from Craig. Uh, Andrew Johns has said, uh, in the City Morning Herald that we need to bring back two referees, blow up the bunker, started again. Craig has said, Dan, we don't need two referees. We need the two touch judges to step up and do more. They do very little as it is. They need more control. That one from Craig. And look, I don't disagree with that as well. I don't really know what the touch judge does, um, apart from very little, uh, as Craig said. Yep, uh, that's another option. Um, we do need, I think, we do need, once this season is done and dusted, we do need a bit of a review of, though, how the bunker works and how the refereeing on field goes. But thank you, Craig. And one more before a break. Uh, no name on this text, but they say, if you had Trent Robinson and Craig Bellamy at the same club, who goes head coach and who goes assistant? That is a very good text as well. And I don't really know the answer. I mean, I think on record, probably just Bellamy and maybe Robinson head uh, assisted coach. But then you got to think, uh, if you look at it right now, uh, Robinson has a lot more years left in him, uh, a lot younger than Craig Bellamy. And he's won three competitions and he's beaten Melbourne in a lot of the big games as well. Gee, that's a, that is a really hard question to answer. Um, I, I Look, I think, um, well, they're both very good coaches. I think what Trent Robinson has done with the Roosters, in particular last year with the injuries they had to get them to the second week of the finals is nothing short of remarkable. I think what he did at the back end of this season was very good. But Bellamy, he's been uh, a top coach for many, many years. I don't know. Toss of coin? I have no idea. What if? Yeah, what would you think on that? That's a really good question. Uh, 0457-736-736. Robinson or Bellamy, who would you make head coach if they're at the same club? Just a hypothetical. Thank you for that. We'll get to more of your texts shortly. Asking you this morning your memories of the Sydney Olympic Games 22 years on since the opening ceremony. Uh, boxing or rugby union tonight? Will you be watching the rugby union? Will you be watching the or the boxing? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Andrew Johns wants two referees back and the bunker to be blown up again. Do you support that? 0457 736 736. And who is the best coach of the modern era? 0457 736 736 1300 01 1170. We'll take a break. On the other side of this, we'll chat to Chris Perkins. It's 25 to 6. 20 and after six, this one from Bulldog Tom. He says, morning, Dan. I'll be watching the rugby only because all three can't get knocked out. Uh, cheers, Bulldog uh, Tom. No, they can't. You're right. They can't. Uh, thank you, Bulldog Tom. Back to more of your texts in a second. I had to do some quick maths there. Uh, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Time to cross the USA now, and we do it for Kennards Hire. Head into Kennards Hire for their two for one offer. Chris Perkins on the line Thursday night uh, football. A little way away, of course, Thursday morning here. Uh, but what do you think is going to happen there? Well, yeah, it should be a good one. And good morning, Dan. Yeah, uh, Thursday night football, the uh, the debut of Thursday night football actually on Amazon Prime. Ooh, okay. Which should be a rather unique experience uh, mm. for, you know, 
Uh, it's been on NFL Network. It's been on CBS. It's been kind of all over the place. Uh, it is exclusively on Amazon Prime now. New with a well, a, a new team put together. Let's put it this way: a broadcast team. Now, uh, the analyst is Kirk Herbstreit, who is best known for College Game Day and and Saturday Night College Football on on ABC, which he'll still be doing. Mm. But his play-by-play guy. How about Al Michaels for the first time on free to, uh, off of free-to-air television? Mm. How has the move to Amazon Prime gone down uh, in, uh, with the fans over in America? Uh, a fair amount are, probably, are pretty upset that yeah. uh, a, a standalone game like this is going to be on a pay service, on mm. a, not, not just a pay service, a streaming it, service. It is, which is not, which is we're not used to, but yeah. it should be interesting. I'm curious to see how they do it tonight. It is interesting um, because I think uh, I'm one that thinks uh, like with the rugby league and AFL here, it's on free to air, it's on Fox Sports, but I, I still think. Um, maybe not in the next five years, but it would not surprise me in the next 10, 15, 20 years if we do, um, even if it is simulcast, if we do see games on the stre- on a streaming service. And a perfect example of that in Australia is uh, the English Premier League is on uh, Optus. Um, you can hear it here on SEN as well, mm-hmm. but you actually have to either have an Optus, uh, you have to be an Optus customer uh, or you have to actually pay for it. Um, and that's, uh, and it's not just the English Premier League. We have other football competitions on uh, different streaming platforms. So it is something that seems to be moving uh, in that general direction. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens when the next TV contract for the NFL comes up because, of course, Amazon has money to burn. Uh, so they may become a major player for one of the big packages. Uh, of football, which will which would cause everybody to lose their minds, because basically since the invention of television, the NFL has been on free to air network television over here. The bulk mm. of it has been, so mm. it'll be interesting to see in a few years. But the game itself, yes. uh, it's the Chiefs and the Chargers. They're both one and zero. It's in Kansas City, so you'll have eighty thousand members of the Chiefs kingdom in full force at Arrowhead tonight. It is a division game between two teams that that are thought to be at least contenders for the AFC championship and a trip to the Super Bowl uh, come February. So uh, expect a good game. A couple of injury notes real quick. Uh, Keenan Allen, the uh, Charger wide receiver, he's ruled out with a hamstring injury. And uh, watch for this. This is a close game tonight. Harrison Butker, the kicker for the Chiefs, he is out with an ankle injury. He got hurt during the game and uh, during the game on Sunday in Arizona, uh, uh, sprained his ankle. Uh, so he's listed as out tonight. If this winds up being a close game, they've got an unknown, pretty much an unknown kicker coming in, uh, make it, who would be making his Chiefs debut. Uh, if it comes down to a late field goal, watch for the nerves. Yeah, going to be very, very interesting. And, yeah, as you say, it's also going to be interesting to see how it goes down on Amazon Prime. We'll speak to you next week and ask what the general uh, feedback of that uh, was. Now, a lot of teams are paying good money to lose. Is that right? Uh, Yeah, college football. Mm. uh, It was an interesting weekend, uh, interesting day Saturday in college football. Mm. Uh, Three of the the Blue Blood programs in college football, Notre Dame, Texas A&M, and Nebraska, they had what I call paycheck games, (laughs) which is basically they're paying a smaller school seven figures to come in and play a football game. supposed to be kind of a tune-up game. Well, it, it, it doesn't work out that way always. Uh, when the team takes the paycheck, drop, takes the check, drops it in the bank, 
and then makes the trip and wins the game. Well, Notre Dame lost to Marshall. Mm. Uh, Nebraska lost to Georgia Southern and Texas A&M lost to Appalachian State. There's three teams. They're actually in the Sun. They're all three from the Sun Belt Conference, mm. which, which is all of a sudden really becoming known as the Fun Belt because <laughs> those games, watching, the, watching those small schools play, they are a lot of fun to watch. Fun Belt. I like, I, you have a way with words, Chris. I really, really enjoy speaking to you. I, was... I, I stole that one. I'm, I'm not oh. taking credit for that one. I did steal that from a, actually a lot of people. You should have taken credit for it. Uh, the Detroit Lions, they're in an unfamiliar <laughs> spot this weekend. Yeah, definitely. Uh, they are two and a half point favorites against the Washington Commanders. And by the way, the Commanders, if you're going to take an, a Navy rank, why are you taking a mid level officer rank? Why not call yourself the Admirals? Yes. But this uh, is yeah, true. the uh, Lions, who just barely lost uh, Sunday to the uh, Eagles, 38 35, in a really good game. Uh, they are two and a half point favorites against the Commanders this weekend in Detroit. Uh, it's the first time the Lions will be a favorite if this holds. If the money doesn't seriously move in the next three days, they'll be the favorite for the first time in 24 games. That's favorite. They've 20, been underdogs the last games. year and a half. That's that's very yeah. Well, time. I mean, the Lions have been a pretty Lions have been a really bad team the last uh, number of years, in all honesty. But yeah, they've been underdogs the last 24 games. Uh, right now, they're two and a half point favorites. Uh, the last time they were a favorite, they were a one point favorite. I think it was against Cleveland, mm. if I, my memory serves, and they lost the game 20 to nothing. So if you're thinking <laughs> of taking the Lions and laying the points, as always, please gamble responsibly. Yes, uh, very responsibly in that situation. And a moment of history tonight happening, Chris. Yeah, and my uh, the, my my attention's going to be divided tonight between the football and baseball. Mm. My butt will actually be at Bush Stadium tonight uh, for this. Um, Adam Wainwright is the starting pitcher tonight for the Cardinals. Mm. His catcher is Yadier Molina. This will be the 325th time they have been uh, pitcher and catcher in a Major League Baseball game. That will set a new Major League record for battery mates, most appearances by battery mates. They've been teammates since 2006, Mm. part of one of the most iconic, the, the most iconic moment or one of them in modern Cardinals history, Wainwright's sick curveball that ended the 2006 National League Championship Series when he struck out Cardinal killer Carlos Beltran looking in Game 7 to win the pennant in New York. Incredible curveball. I still can see it in my mind's eye, uh, even to this day, 16 years on. So uh, it'll be a great moment of history tonight to watch those two for the 325th time in their careers uh, go to war together on the baseball diamond. Mate, enjoy. Did you say you were going to that tonight? I am going. I just bought the tickets. Very good. 10 minutes ago, but right before you called me. Well, uh, enjoy that. Enjoy that. And just very quickly, uh, have you done any more research into that video game you were playing the other day? Uh, I've been doing plenty of it. Good, uh, good. By the uh, my character, I'll have to I'll have to send you a picture. Yep. Uh, my character wandering around the the city on NBA Two K Twenty Three. He is now wearing an Australia jersey. Ah, well, that's very nice. Very nice. I still say you ne- I still maintain you need to take a trip out to Australia, Chris, and we'll get you in the studio one day. I plan. I certainly hope hope to be there someday. You really should. You really should. All right, mate. Thank you. Enjoy uh, that tonight, and we will chat again next Tuesday morning to wrap it all up.
Sounds good. Have a good day. Thanks, mate. Chris Perkins in the United States. We do that for Kennards High. Kennards High, two easy weekend, two days higher for the price of one. Visit a branch today. We'll finish the show with some of your texts, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. It's 11 and a half to 6. Seven minutes to six o'clock. Don't forget, this season, Makita is helping you rule the outdoors. Now, coming up on breakfast through SEN 11.70 a.m. in Sydney after 6 a.m. with Vossi and Brandy, Michael Carianis with all the latest rugby league news. Wally, the stats man from Fox Sports, will crunch the key numbers. Let me help you uh, with your tips this weekend. And also AFL.com.au reporter Sarah, Sarah Ollie will preview uh, the two big AFL preliminary finals this weekend. That's all with Vossi and Brandy after 6 a.m. on SEN 1170 a.m. Sydney. And with Patton Heels through SENQ 693 a.m. in Queensland and SEN 1620 a.m. on the Gold Coast, they'll be joined by former Wallaby Drew Mitchell. Uh, we'll preview the Bledisloe Cup tonight and former Brisbane Lion Richard Champion. That's also after the 6 a.m. news for the Queensland listers. Uh, 0457 736 736 1300 01 1170. This from the Chook Man uh, saying, if we are fair dinkum about players' welfare, there is no there is no way Moses should be allowed to play. Uh, Murray had the Cam Murray had the wobbles again last week as well. Uh, look, we don't know the situation with Mitch Moses. I do notice uh, Cam Murray uh, being a bit unsteady on his feet during that Roosters South Sydney game. You are right about that. Spot on, uh, Chook Man. Good text, good point. Uh, this one from Rob saying, "Go to watch the Bledisloe tonight. Boxing is a circus." Uh, that one from Rob. Yes, I tend to think if people are going to watch one of them, whether it be the rugby or the boxing. I tend to think the rugby will be the favourite. Um, and this one, we're talking about memories of the Sydney Olympics, 22 years since that started. Uh, Kathy Freeman's gold in the women's 400 metres. Uh, that's my highlight uh, from the 2000 Sydney Olympics year. I think that would be uh, everyone's highlight, uh, favourite highlight, or definitely up there. What an amazing night in Australian sport. Uh, just a bit of cricket news as well before I uh, leave today. Will Bukowski, remember him? Uh, he has offered Australia's test selectors a timely reminder of his immense potential after spending more than 11 hours at the crease in a stunning unbeaten knock. Now, opening the batting for Victoria's second 11, Bukowski finished unbeaten on 193. It was a 270-run partnership for the opening wicket. Uh, his marathon innings lasted 682 minutes, with the right-hander slamming 19 fours and 1-6 in his dig before retiring. Uh, he's not given up on his test aspirations. We know uh, he's had a history of head knocks, so let's wish him all the best. Great innings yesterday, 193, lasting 682 minutes. Thanks for your company today. Tomorrow, Charlie Goodso will preview the NRL and AFL finals, John Geller an EPL preview, and much more. Breakfast after the news. I'll see you tomorrow at 5 a.m. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.